This week's podcast brought to you by the Beefy Boys. Three cool dudes hanging out talking about music, video games, and sports, and anything else that hits our fancy. Uh, yeah, check them out at www.beefyboys.com or on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you love their logo, you can buy their merch, www.cafepress.com slash beefyboysmerch1. And oh, baby, you know you're going to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Find us on Twitter at beefy underscore boys, and you can find us on Instagram at official beefy boys because it is official. Make us blue check marks, keep following us, and you can find us on Facebook at the beefy boys. Ladies and gentlemen, it's beefy. A good podcast requires a good beer. So that's why I always go to my go-to, Keystone Light. If I'm going to the store, I don't want to buy a 12-pack. I want to go for a legit 15-pack. When I go to a party, I don't take Rainier. I take Keystone Light. And you know what? It tastes so good, I'm going to have it right now. Cheers, folks. There's a burp coming in. That's good. All right, what up, knuckleheads? Welcome to episode 123 of the Beefy Boys Bud Club. I'm Joe, and I'm joined here with Vito. What up? This is your monthly, I guess. Is Christian not happening? I thought he was coming. I, I, I haven't heard a peep from him all day. Wow. I think it's just me and you, buddy. There you go. Wow. Probably should have done a mic check, but that's okay. Mic that's check, mic okay. check. I think I do this just by turning you down. That'll do the trick. Okay, cool. That'll even us out. Whatever. Whatever. We equalize it. Or, uh, compress it. That's the word I'm looking for in GarageBand anyway. So... So, Vito, what you been up to? I've been working. Been working? And uh, playing TBC Classic. <laughs> <laughs> Turkey Bacon Cheddar Classic? Yep. Truly Big Cock. <laughs> classic Sandwich. Um, <laughs> tomato, it's, uh, Basil. It's Burning Crusade, World of Warcraft. I, I know. <laughs> I know what it is. <laughs> I know. I was saying it for the, you know, one viewer we got. My mom. Yeah. Fun fact about our fan, our two fans, my mom and Tim. Well, my mom called me the other day very excitedly because, you know, that trivia question I gave on the last podcast? Yeah. Her coworker knew all six answers. So my mom's taking the trivia I give you on my podcast and putting it out in the world. Can I That's say funny. Famous? We're famous, we're famous. <clears throat> I had the week off, Vito. It was very nice. Only well, congratulations. Monday it was the last day of class, presentation day, and then Monday afternoon we, uh, well, Tuesday morning we left for the Oregon coast. I've been on the Oregon coast all week. Mm. Now, this is our first trip since COVID. I pointed out the first time we ate at a restaurant in over a year, I was at this tiny little, like, roadside tourist trap called the Berry Patch. That's funny. I got a turkey club and a slice of pie. 
Do you think it was this first time I've been to a restaurant? I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Shout out. Oh, man. <clears throat> we had to, uh... So, we don't have a good cat sitter. I don't know if you have a good cat sitter, but we don't have a good one. We don't have anyone we can trust to come to the house and treat our cats right. Just a uh, family. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. You got family all around. That's convenient for you. So, what we decided to do was take them to uh, Ars Mom's house. You've been over there. Yeah. She has that yeah. nice back screened in fent porch. So, we're just going to kind of leave them out there so they could, like, sniff around the world. And around I gotta tell the you, man. World, around the world. Our cats are smart. They don't fall for our tricks. It's getting tougher and tougher to get them into the carriers every time. <laughs> Bahamut, the tiny one, is super easy to get in the carrier. Yeah. She's like she'll go in there just for fun. But timid little sheaves, who's I think she's pushing up twenty pounds at this point. She's really needs to be put on a diet. She's heavy, that's what I'm getting at. What, she, what I would do is I would just leave it out and it'll be like a box. Oh, we left it out for a day and a half. It didn't oh, help. Wow. We tried to entice her with treats. That didn't help. We tried to just pick her up and push her, but like I said, she's a fat cat. She's heavy, and uh, <laughs> she fought back. So what we ended up doing, <laughs> we had to put her into like an insulated grocery bag because that's the only thing we could get her to get into. So <laughs> that's what we took her over to her, our mom's house in. And then when we put it in the car, so I unzipped it a little bit. Because, like, it's insulated, and I didn't want her to, like, you know, suffocate or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and somehow, in the, like, ten-minute drive, she had managed to, like, use her paws and face to, like, push enough space in that little hole to stick her head out. <laughs> so, we're just walking down the street with one cat in a cat carrier, and the other cat with her head sticking out of the bag, like... We go in our mom's house, and I was like, don't judge us for cat parents. She would did not want to go in her carrier. <clears throat> anyway... Yeah, we take them over there, and they do just fine. When we get back, we were convinced that our mom was going to try and steal our cats. She kept referring to Bahamut as Bo. Like, that is not her nickname. But she wanted to tell us all about what great cats they were. Like, please don't steal our cats. These are our cats. Like, that, just fun. Went down to Astoria. It's a fun little town. They didn't like the... I'm not going to call it the shittiest motel I've ever seen, but it was definitely, like, there were, like, a series of inconveniences that all added up to being very annoying. Like, there's no way that was a queen-size bed. It was somehow too short. It was, like, some weird-ass special size. The t there was no TV remote, for example. <laughs> uh, that's weird. There were no cups for the coffee, you know. All this stuff just adding up to drive us nuts. That was the first night. We found this cool little roadside bar there. We went all up and down the coast, Vito. We went all the way down to Florence, and then into Eugene, and then up to Portland and back. Definitely the coolest part. Are you ready for this? I had a celebrity sighting on the or Oregon coast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we pull in to, like, this little, like... <laughs> It was called Sandland Adventures in Florence, Oregon. Shout out. They uh, do like dune buggy tours of the big sand dunes out there, you know? And then they also uh -huh. have like a go-kart track and a mini golf course. So we're just going to play mini golf. So we pull in and there's like a bunch of people crowded around the start of the mini golf course with like boom mics and cameras and shit. I'm like, what, 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 what the heck's going on? 
And I was like, are they filming a commercial or something? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe. We also see this absurd Hummer with a custom paint job. It's black with, like, yellow accents. Like, well, that's weird. (laughs) So we go up, and we walk in, and there's a sign up front that's like, oh, Food Network is filming here today. If you're coming into the premises, you give us permission to use your likeness on TV or whatever. We're like, okay, that's weird. We pay for our mini golf. We go to get our balls, and in front of us, getting ready to play mini golf, is fucking Guy Fieri. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did see that, actually. <laughs> on your Facebook. He's there with, like, 20 people in his entourage. <laughs> He's That's so funny. They were kind enough to let us play through. Guy decided to start on the back nine to break up his party of 20, which was very kind of him. He had his, you know, frosted tips and his goatee and, like, some ridiculous necklace on, but it was just... (laughs) He was wearing a Flavortown Market hoodie, like, from Guy's Grocery Games. (laughs) It was very surreal, you know? It was just like... Yeah, I bet. Oh, the mini golf took extra long because Guy Fieri was taking too many putts. <laughs> what? Ari kept taking sneaky photos of him because you know we didn't want to bug him. You know, he's just like, yeah. Although he's filming his show, I'm sure he meets people everywhere. You know, but it was just so bizarre. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, I definitely turned on the Food Network to watch Guy Fieri play mini golf. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh. Everyone's like, are you going to be on the show? I'm like, I doubt it, because, like, I don't I don't watch much Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, but I imagine this is going to be, like, a 15-second B-roll between stops, you know? <laughs> and they did, like, the part where he seemed to actually be filming when we got in, you know? Turns out, though, those uh, reality shows, they have a lot of cameramen. Like, a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. It was something else, Vito. It was something else. What else did we see? We went to the sea lion caves. We saw a whole bunch of sea lions. Those are pretty cool. Stellar sea lion shout out. <sighs> went to Seaside. You ever been to the Oregon coast, Vito? Uh, no. No? No. Interesting. It's very kitschy. It's kind of place that looked like it was super cool in the 70s and was kind of falling out of favor, but the people who still go there all went there when, when it was cool in the 70s. <laughs> I stopped in this tiny, tiny town called Yahats at this place called the Adobe Resort, which were confused by the name because there wasn't a brick in sight. Turns out like the original building was made of all local bricks, and then they just redid the building but kept the name anyway. Oh, I thought it was made out of PDF files. <laughs> right? This is acrobatic. <laughs> <laughs> it's like absurd licensing fees. Yeah, we stayed in this little resort, and we were definitely because like we the only there's nothing there, you know. That like the nearest town's twenty miles away, so we just ate at their hotel restaurant, and like we were the youngest people in this resort by I think twenty to twenty five years, you know. <laughs> it was pretty cool. They had a nice like back uh, beach. Well, not really beach. Let's say rocky coastline. You know, the kind of place you don't want to go swimming. That's the other thing, man. Like, there are signs everywhere around this part of the Oregon coast about, like, apparently, like, a bunch of teens have died trying to get cool selfies or something in the past decade or so. 
because they have all these signs that like never turn you back to the ocean and these anecdotes of these horrible stories of like people falling in and their friends watching them drown because they can't get them out of the water because the rocks are too slippery or whatever. It's like, Jesus Christ. Wow. <laughs> That's why you don't walk around on the slippery rocks, man. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's why you always bring rope to, a rope on your adventure. There you go. Just tie yourself up. Belay down. Some idea. I mean, if I learned anything from D&D, it's that rope is always coming in <laughs> useful. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I forget what class R was. I think she was a rogue. She was a tinkerer or something. I don't know. But she had a thousand ball bearings and she thought that was hilarious she's like what the hell am i gonna use these for i'm like i have no idea it's a trap you like roll it down a uh like hallway or something yeah that's what right? we did yeah but that felt so good so basically like the marbles in home alone is what you're telling me so. yeah Except they didn't slow down the goblins; they just walked right through it. And the only people <laughs> knocked down was us. So I pulled this poor party hallway too narrow. We lit it on fire, and then we rolled ball bearings through it. What are we supposed to do? <laughs> I have an arrow. <laughs> Shoot my bow and arrow. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, and then the last day we uh, hung out with old Colin Conway in Portland, Oregon, which was pretty cool. Nice. Pretty, pretty cool. We went to this pop-up donut-based breakfast place. I got a beignet eggs benedict and a like, carrot cake donut. That was pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. It was a very relaxing vacation. We got home and the cat... The cat's tail was wagging so hard, I thought she was going to take off like a helicopter. Like, oh, I'm happy to see you too, little one. No. Those who say cats don't express any love have never met my cats. Just don't know what they're talking about. <clears throat> yeah, seriously. I have, the most, I have the most, the most expressive cat. Yeah. It'll fucking like meow and yowl all day long just to say hi. Yeah. Yeah. Ours are more. I mean, Bahamut is a blinker. She'll stare at you and blink and blink and blink. She has a shaky tail. That tail goes straight up and starts shaking like a rattlesnake. I'm very happy to see you. Yeah, Gail and Cynthia were like, oh, we only saw her do that once. No, never like that. I'm like, yeah, that she does this to us all the time. She loves us. That's why we're her people. It's a very affectionate cat. Oh, where is she? Oh, there she is. Sweep on top of her perch. I think they enjoyed the outdoor and being able to chase the birds, but they were just so happy to be home. You know, they seemed exhausted. We got them home and they just like immediately fell asleep for like twelve hours. <laughs> Damn. I'm also convinced, I don't know if you've ever boarded your cat, but I am convinced that they didn't poop once in the five days we were gone, because this morning, when I did the litter boxes, Vito, sorry, I guess yeah. it, was, it was last night, we came home Friday night, and I did the litter boxes last night, there were like a thousand poops in there, and I'm like, you've been home for a day, like, I know I did this before we left, so, and these look fresh, <laughs> like, were you guys just holding it in? Jesus. 
<laughs> I, I, I'm convinced that they'll do that if you leave it for too long. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also convinced that while Shiva was holding her pee until we were around, because as soon as we got back to Gail's house, she walked to the one litter box we had brought over, which was apparently the only one they were willing to use, and peed so much it left a puddle, you know? Wow. Yeah. The only other time she did that was when she came home from the hospital. And they were like, she hasn't really been using the bathroom. I'm like, well, she probably misses us. She gets, she only likes to pee when we're around. Yeah, and also probably, like, the litter boxes where they know where to pee. Yeah. I mean, we've, that's why we brought one with us, though. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also got some new board games up in here. Nice. I don't know if I talked about Calico yet. That's a recent acquisition. That's a I game think I've heard of it in general, but not from you yet. Yeah, it's a game about making quilts, and you want to make the coziest quilt to attract various cats, but the cats are Oh, I think you might have told me about it once. About the quilts that they like? Yeah, it's pretty fun. I guess I got one called Charterstone. That's another legacy-style game. We played the first four games the other day. It's pretty fun. Pretty straightforward. Oh, dude, so is, it, uh, is it based off of a book series? I don't know. Does the um, stories series involve something called the Forever King? No, the Charterstone. Yeah. Or Forever King maybe as well, I don't know. Yeah, and the Eternal City is, a, is it Green Gables or Green Glen or something is the name of the town. I don't know if it's based off the book. Yeah, yeah, so the series is called Sabriel, and I guess it might just be like a, like a more, Charterstone might just be a, like a more common term, but yeah. it's like a big thing, like, in the lore of that book. I see. <laughs> I see, I see. So an amazing series, too. <laughs> so you should, you should uh, read it if you haven't. Yeah. It's hard, because, like, R and I had a lot of fun with Clank Legacy, so we're always looking for legacy-style games, but, 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 but. They need to be of a particular style. They can't be, like, overly tinkery, because Aros will lose her attention. And they can't... And they, like... <clears throat> part of the appeal of a legacy-style game is that they tell a narrative, right? So, yeah. it becomes crucial that the narrative is interesting, or at least fun, you know? Yeah. So there's very few... Oh, and it has to play well at two players. So there's very few... And ideally, by the way, that it can be continued to be played once it's done, right? Right. So, anyway, there's very few games that meet this set of requirements that we have, right? Because you I, know, I have I'll a find... Go ahead. What is a what is a legacy game? Oh, uh, a legacy game is a game that uh, has components that change as you play it so most of the time there's a campaign oh i think i remember you telling me about that it's like sometimes you have to like tear up the pieces yes exactly so you know you have to write on the board or like charterstone's all about stickers like basic the basic idea here is i mean it's basically uh like a city building video game where you start with a very basic town and then you as the players can gather resources to build new buildings to the town and when you mm -hmm. build a new building, you straight up take the sticker off the card and put it on the board. So it's there forever. Right. You can also, like, write on the cards, because you have, like, 
people in your town, and if you're the first person to like hire the assistant, you get to name them, right? Cool. Uh, so that's a lot of like applying stickers to the board and. Oh, I bet that has some good cars. replayability though, if you're able to like name the characters the first time around, and then it becomes like. A replay yeah. bill, like, your story almost, kind of, a little bit? Yeah, it, it depends, because, you know, sometimes the storyline ends up destroying everything in your wake, you know? At the end, oh, you're well, like, yeah. well, <laughs> now I have nothing. <laughs> yeah, like, Clank just ends up with, like, this very custom game of Clank, you know? And also, you get to build out your character, like, your custom character, too, so that's fun. Like, in Charterstone, my character is all about carpentry. So she's really good at gathering wood and turning wood into items for points. Ours character is a gardener. So she's really good at growing pumpkins and then having the best pumpkins and getting points for them, you know? Nice. I assume... <laughs> it's like, it goes up to six, and uh, each section... Each player has a specific section of the board that starts with a resource... So that kind of determines where you are. So our section started with a pumpkin and mine started with a wood. There's also coal, wheat, ore, and uh, <clears throat> bricks. So I imagine if you started one of those sections, you'd be like a builder or, you know, a miner or something. And you'd get yeah. better at getting that stuff. And you so, know what's kind of funny? I'm playing yeah. in a dungeon right now. And um, me and my, my friend who play WoW, we're uh, specced for a tank and healer because it's really hard to find tanks and healers. Mm -hmm. Then we get a group together, and the group that we have has another tank and healer yeah. because they're the people that in the guild that we could find to like group with. And so we're tank and healer specced, and we're uh, um, uh, both DPSing. Mm. And so <laughs> it's, it's like really, really, really slow and pathetic DPS, and it's really funny. Yeah. You know, I've been playing a lot of my Scholar in Final Fantasy XIV when I get bored of gathering. And I've noticed the instant cues for healers seem to have gone away. It's all... Every adventure in need right now is tank. Every single one. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I wonder why. Well, I think it was just because Gunbreaker was new, you know? Well, yeah, but you'd think people would still be playing it. I don't know. There seem to be more healers around than tanks. It's still way shorter than it was from a bard, of course. Yeah. But there is, it's not like, it used to be I click, I'm ready for the duty roulette, and it pops up. Now there's like a 20 second wait, so. <laughs> well, if you ever want to play dang, uh, tank, the tank classes are all really fun. My favorite's Dark Knight at high level, just because the, the Blackest Knight shield ability is fucking OP. Yeah. It's like every few seconds or whatever you can spend mana to absorb a giant amount of damage and then it uh, gives you a free use of your mana spending ability no. so you get like basically, you basically get the mana back. I have noticed it's a weird time to be playing uh, 14 right now. It's only like the hardest of hardcore. So like I've been rolling duty roulettes and I got... Uh, which one is it? The Labyrinth or whatever from on Alliance Raid, like four times yeah. in a row. And there's always one or two people who are new. 
and no one ever bothers to explain mechanics and then gets annoyed when they die from like the behemoth meteor and stuff. I'm like, yeah. this person's clearly new. They're watching the cutscenes for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Could you just take a second to tell them to stand behind the rock? <laughs> like, come on. Which is funny because usually they do. I know. It's just, it's been interesting. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm also usually, not getting usually the, many... uh, for, the Final Fantasy 14 community is pretty good. Yeah, I know. About I mean, that kind of stuff. Maybe I just got unlucky. I'm also not getting as many comms as I'm used to playing my healer. People, are you just not <laughs> clicking the button? It takes one second. Just click the button, please. It Don't also depends out. on when you leave. Have you, have you been waiting for everybody? I always, leave? I always, always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I expect three comms every dungeon. And four every raid. <laughs> I get like one. What the hell? Come on. I feel I feel like on the alliance raids at least that that people are less likely to bother calming and they just dip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, part of it too is you want to leave before you get stuck with the trash. <laughs> like, I don't want this garbage. <laughs> I have no need for you know whatever it is. Uh, Allegan crystals or whatever, you know. There needs to be some sort of way to sell that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I've been playing. Got the uh, new sorry, a way to a way to sell what stuff? Like the you know the raid shards or whatever that you trade in for gear, but from like old content. Ain't nobody, you know, grabbing a bunch of Gordian cranks here to get Alexander gear anymore. Oh, yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically just trash at this point. Yeah, exactly. I, feel, I mean, unless you, like, specifically want to have a specific piece of gear that looks... That's really good. glamour? Yeah, because I, I, I've actually done that. Meh. There was a sword and a chest piece that looked really cool that I wanted, so I took mm. it. Well, that was also while we were, like, farming out for the mount, so. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love how farming out for, for the mounts in that game are, like, you're not farming it for the drop chance. You're farming it for everybody because you get it every time. <laughs> Do you get it every time? No. For the, um, uh, savages. Really? Yeah. Savage know. drop chance on the mounts is 100%. Has that always been true? Yeah, it's just not the extremes. Oh. Oh. Yeah, the okay. extremes are the, are the, uh, drop chance. Trials. But I mean, those are the real, like, collectible ones anyway. The savage ones are just, like, bragging rights because you're like, oh, I did the savage content. Yeah. Okay. But they're also, like, really cool and there's only one of them. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I told you I got nightmare. I guess one of them per tier. I got nightmare on like my third run trying to get mounts. I'm like, this one looks cool. Oh, this is a really rare one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but you can pretty easily solo all those level fifty savage things. Not level sixty ones though, which is pain in the ass because I'm a completionist of Vito. <laughs> and I have these unchecked quests for extreme 
trials and like Bismarck is impossible by yourself because you can't man the cannons fast enough and the ant guy it's actually not impossible to do I was able to do it on Dragoon because I could black flip to the other one well okay <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're if you're hardcore but you can also yeah it's it's best if you just like grab one other person Couldn't get the uh, the bug guy either because he would just telegraph every attack straight at me, and I'm like, well, there's no there's nowhere to go. <laughs> Can't kite you fast enough. Bard is too squishy. That's probably what I'm gonna do for most of the day. What I've been doing, Vito, is the beauty of the PC. That I can have multiple windows going at once. Yeah, I've got two monitors, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm using my 50-inch television as my monitor, so I don't really have room for a second one. But I put <laughs> the Final Fantasy window on the left, and I just work on my grafters and gather crafters and gatherers, and then the right window, I'm just watching NBA playoffs. Yep, yeah, I have I have uh, World of Warcraft on one screen, Discord on on a split screen with YouTube on on the other screen. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. And uh, it. it, it, it it's very, Ara finds it very jarring. She's like, I forget that that is a computer sometimes because, like, I'll just randomly check my email. And she's like, oh, your email is assaulting me right now. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I know it's an enormous email. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> oh, man. It reminds me, I, uh, I got to prep for my next class. Starts Monday. Give us no rest, you know. No rest. We were uh, taking another trip because my sister's having a baby. So we already have the next trip planned for the end of August. Very exciting. Gonna go to Jersey in the end of August. Down the Jersey Shore. See all of the Jersey Shore folk. They are real. We get to hang out with our number one super fan. Our two super fans, I guess. My mom and my brother-in-law. Shout out. Maybe Christian will be on another episode by then. Who knows? Who knows? Man of mystery. Here, shout out to Portland, Oregon. It's a pretty cool place. Pretty, pretty cool. Although, if you think Seattle drivers are bad, who, buddy? Come on down to Portland. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Colin told us there was someone in, like, the right lane stopped at a green light with their flashers on. It's like, oh, no big deal. Disabled vehicle. She was just finishing her text. When wow. she finished her text, she turned her flashers off and continued on her way. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Someone almost merged straight into me from my, without checking their blind spot. I'm like, I wasn't here for that one. People just like stopping in the middle of intersections, not sure which way to go. <laughs> just pick one and figure it out later. Like, what are you all doing? <laughs> oh my god. I thought Seattle drivers were bad. Oh man. <clears throat> oh man. Oh, I forgot to tell you, by the way, Guy Fieri's Hummer. I looked closer at the paint job. It had a skull with a chef hat painted on the side. 
and the license plate was a vanity plate that said culinary. K-U-L-I-N-R-Y. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, you are... <laughs> I feel a little bad making fun of the man because I know he does a lot of like charitable work and he seems to be a genuinely good person but like he's just so easy <laughs> like <laughs> oh man alright I think we're all out of content and I gotta prep for my class tomorrow everybody check out Charterstone we got this other game called Zulkin the Mayan calendar which we might check out today my wife's taking a nap. That sounds pretty fun. It is pretty cool. It's a resource management game, but one of the neat things is, like, it has, like, these interlocking gears in the middle, so, like, the available resources shift every turn, which is pretty cool. It's a pretty neat little mechanic. All right. Uh, this has been episode 133? 23. 123. 100 and 517 of the Beefy Boys Bud Club. We'll see. You have you uh, have you been playing any Joe games lately? Yeah. Sorry, I know it just like interrupted your your outro, but I was I just wondering playing, if I mean, you honestly, had... it's just been Final just Fantasy the board 14. Games. Yeah. yeah, I uh, I bought I played the I got the new Ratchet and Clank for my PS5. I've, I and I got the Final Fantasy VII intermission or whatever, the one you where you play as Yuffie. I haven't checked out Final Fantasy yet. I've been playing a lot of Ratchet and Clank, but it's Ratchet and Clank. It plays like gotcha. Ratchet and Clank, you know? I got a gun <laughs> that turns enemies into topiaries, which is pretty fun. I got another that turns them into a giant ice cube, you know? Nice. <laughs> I got a one that gives you, like, anthropomorphic mushrooms called Mr. Fun Guy and Miss Fun Gal, which is pretty fun. <laughs> you know, I'm basically done with it yeah actually i just unlocked the final mission like you know the warning message get your collectibles now so i'm running back and getting collectibles but i'm probably gonna finish it today 100 percent. so that's cool nice then uh, actually i'll probably check out final fantasy 7 after this i gotta do all my administrative work for class too i just realized i don't think i've have access to any of my systems and my class starts in less than 24 hours it's so frustrating let me just complain about bureaucracies for a minute first of all i never get access to systems until i ask for it which is very freaking frustrating because i always need it <laughs> yeah why is this never done on time also they told me well, i'll tell you this one off air <laughs> we don't have to complain about my employer on air gotcha <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyways, this has been episode 123 of the Beefy Boys Bud Club, and we'll see you knuckleheads at some point in the not-too-distant future.